Many men wish death upon, and he just starts nodding his head. Welcome to episode 125 of Knee Brace Radio, another edition of KBR Bets. It's Wednesday, January 19th, the year of our Lord, 2022, Nick. If I would have told you in 2020, or if I would have told you in 2017, we would have done a podcast over, what, three calendar years, technically? I would have said you're crazy. We, we've, we've touched three calendar years. We've touched 2020, 21, 22. So, yeah, I mean, it's... it's Coming out 18 months, intermittently, I will admit, but, you yeah, know. Well, I mean, we had, take, we had to take a month off. Look, yeah. give us a break. We're doing this shit for free. <laughs> we got stuff to do. We got Christmas. We got New Year's. Nick and I both had a case of the pukies. Like, we, we can't control this stuff. We, we, had a, we had a case of the upset tummy. We had to take care of it. Um, Nick, did you lose any weight at least? That's the one thing I was thinking of. I was like, maybe I'll lose weight, but I wasn't sick enough long enough to lose weight. I was sick for a good two days, two, three days. And I don't think that was long enough either. I I think I I'm I'm hovered. I mean I'm on the low end of being fat right now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Like my goal, and this has been my goal for a while, where I went from fat to um, like skinny fat. Ne- or no, I went from yeah. What, what's what's the step? Is it fat to skinny fat or fat to dad bod to skinny fat? Um, I I would. I, this is this is how it would go, right? You you, you can be in shape, you, you can be fit, right? You have fit, that's where you want to be. Um, you go you go from fit to husky. Okay. Um, you go now. Okay, I skipped a step. All right, I skipped a step. Back it up. Restart. Refresh. Take two. Um, take two. All right, you go from in shape to um high high end chubby, pleasantly plump. Yeah, yeah. You go from pleasantly plump to now now we're getting chubby. Okay. And you go from chubby to husky. And then you go from husky to fat. And somewhere between that pleasantly plump to husky, that's where dad bod lives. Okay. Yeah, I'm like uh, maybe high end the dad bod. High end like, dad bod? Yeah, like somewhere cl- right closer Closer to pleasantly plump or closer to husky? Uh, it depends on the day. Really, it actually depends on the week. I, I think I'm living dad bod right now. It's not a bad place to be because you are a dad. You are yeah. a father. I, if we're talking num, if we're talking numbies, numbies Let's not go numbies. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, you might mind. I I don't mind. I, I, okay, at one point during the pandemic, at the height of it all, um, I want to say I touched uh about about let's say let's say. Two bills and fifty cents. I was I was not I was in the I was in the parking lot of that stadium. I, I, I was like two twenty five ish. I I touched I touched two fifty to about two fifty. Two you were a a NFL tight end, Nick. Yeah, yeah. It's at six one, <laughs> yeah. and I was a NFL defensive end. 
rushing the passer at five eight. Yeah, I, I was I, I was I was perfect fullback size six one two fifty. Yeah. Oh, I was perfect fullback size. It, it, you play a couple seasons in the NFL, and all of a sudden you're like six foot though. You're like, oh, that's probably not good. Your discs <laughs> are just getting compressed in your back and neck. So yeah, I was I was about six one two fifty, and now now I'm sitting about six one two twenty. Hey, look, that's pretty solid. You know, pretty, yeah, we, I'll we, take we, it. Look, I'm we, living we in got, dad bod area. We got room to go down, but it's 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 trending in the right direction. And and for. For some of you that might say like six one two twenty, that's a perfect weight. Let's put this into perspective. When I got married, probably a week before I got married, I was six one one seventy five. Happens to the best of us. As <laughs> as my dad said, when I was born, he put on a hundred pounds. From the time he was I was born to the time he was at his heaviest, he, it was a hundred pounds. So look, happens to the best of us. The important thing is we're going downward. We're trending in the right direction. Just like Nick's bangles, trending in the right direction, Nick. I'd like to congratulate you and be the first to say the text message bangle jokes was not funny. It just wasn't funny. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. But, oh, man. I, you know. It's what did a- you do on, on, for those that don't know what we're talking about, the Bengals had not won a playoff game until last weekend since 1992. They have now won a playoff game. Nick, take me through your day. Like, the the Bengals being in the playoffs, eventually when the Jets get back there, my day I will remember. So, like, what did you do? Like, what? wake up and you're like, all right, it's game day. It's go time. What next? Actually, actually, I, I knowing and living through what I've lived through, with that being the Carson Palmer tears his ACL in the first play, um, be that... Um, JJ Watt ruining my life, re- returning pick sixes as a defensive uh, as a defensive end, and then catching touchdowns as a tight end. Um, be that Vontez Burfitt trying to behead Antonio Brown, um, which I went on record. Still to this day, he flopped. Um, be that that I've lived through all of that, through all of the heartbreak. Um. I, 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 going into the day, I just, I, I tried to downplay it as much as I could. I, I almost wanted to ignore the fact that the Bengals were playing. Okay. Um, and, and then, and then kickoff happens and I'm watching, I'm, I'm plugged in, I'm ready. Now, or did you tell your wife like, Hey, like, look, this is a, this is a no go zone. Like, do not talk to me. Do not ask me to do anything. I need four hours Two eight hours, depending on how it goes, of like leave me alone. No, not even. You know, with with the kid, I don't I don't, I don't have that luxury that much. You know, I, I don't get I don't get uninterrupted time much. Okay. Um, and so you know, I, I I was just sort of just going through it, and we got up. What what was it? There's a we were up two scores. Mm-hmm. And everyone's texting me, and they're like, they're gonna do it, Nick. They're gonna do it. And I. Being me, I was like, I want it. If we're not up by twenty, I don't. I'm not. I'm not even going. I'm. I in, in my head, it's already a loss. If I'd we're, like if we're not up record. by twenty, we already lost. I'd like it on the record. I waited until the entire game was over. I was not even going to be responsibly close to mushing anything for you. And I, I would like a little that. bit of credit. I you do get credit because there were some people that were like, Nick, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. You uh, congratulations. 
And I didn't want to believe it until the clock clock hit triple zeros. Mm -hmm. Because sure enough, both of those teams tried to lose that game as hard as they could. Yeah, that that, roughing the passer at the very end. The roughing the passer. Which wasn't a roughing the passer. But I was like, this is how it ends. This is is how it ends. This is how I die. Mm -hmm. Because it it happened. And... (laughs) And my first reaction was, Derek Carr, you're dead to me. You and your stupid eyelashes and your weird hair now that, like, you look like a Chia pet that's angry all the time. He is dead to you. I mean, he still should be dead to you for almost putting you in that situation. He is. He's dead to me. Derek Carr, dead to me. And then, and then, two, three plays later, he rifles it down the field. Perfect pass. Was it to Darren Waller? To Darren Waller. Darren Mm -hmm. Waller, dead to me. Darren now, Waller, I, I, have, I have made a habit of, of drafting him in fantasy the past couple years. Well, ever since you saw him on Hard Knocks. I think that's what everyone did. Probably. You saw him on Hard Knocks, you're like, whoa, this guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. He's unreal. Um, and he, every year he sucks in fantasy football. Every year he's always hurt. Since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've made a habit of drafting Darren Waller. Moving forward, he's off the draft board. Never. Derek Carr, off the draft board. Hunter Renfro, off the draft board. Raiders players, I you know, you're in timeout for at least a year because you almost put me through heartbreak again. They're in purgatory. Yeah. They're in purgatory. How, how good does it feel to have a reliable kicker? Like, I haven't had a reliable kicker in my life since Nick Folk. Um, how good does it feel? I'm, it, it does feel good, but the thing is, is I... Because <laughs> we had... What's his fucking face? Um, Randy Volk. We had we had Fat Randy, mm-hmm. and then we also we had the the Eagles kicker that was money last year. Um, Not, uh, I'm I'm hard. I'm great with kickers. I never know what team they're on though. Right, uh, but he 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 came in and he, we drafted him and then cut him in the preseason. He signs with the Eagles. He's money, and we have to deal with Fat Randy all year. Yeah, but then you guys drafted um, was it Mc McPhail Mc McPherson no, no. Evan McPherson, McPherson from Florida. And, and he, what, and he's been round, and he's lit. He's awesome. I love Evan McPherson. Um, I can't say enough good things about Evan McPherson. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm trying not to let myself be too optimistic. I mean, I'm playing with house money at this point. The streak's over, and we have an elite quarterback. Yeah, Joe Burrow, and I don't know why I think this. He is like the coolest guy, but I think he's also like low key a fucking nerd. Oh, absolutely not. Have, I, you, I, have I, you seen him code switch? Have you seen the code switch pictures, Kyle? I don't even know what code switching is, Nick. Okay. Like need, coding? You, like computer no, coding? You, no, you need, to, you need to go on Twitter right now. Okay. You need to go on Twitter. And, and just type in just Joe, type in Burrow, Joe code Burrow code switch. I'll do it with you. Oh, I, I typed in Cody Burrow. It's not even a real thing. No. Code switch. It's a great radio for anyone listening. This is really good. I, I'm I'm glad we're doing this. I see one tweet says Joe Burrow is the master of the code switch. Um, I saw that one too. God, it's it's gonna prove me a liar. My the reason I say that is he put on those weird glasses, like those weird tinted glasses, 
And the interview where they were talking about him not having the gold jacket yet, and he was just like kind of like, mm, like making a little bit like weird faces and stuff. I'm like, this dude, he reminds me of a guy that like, until like ninth or 10th grade was a nerd. And then like all of a sudden came back from winter or from summer break. And all of a sudden was hot. And the girls were all over him. And, like, he grew into his body and became, like, athletic instead of being, like, athletic but also kind of, like, spazzy. That's what he reminds me of. Okay. I well, don't know there's, why. There, there's, there's, there's a picture out there, and, and one of them is him with, with Jamar Chase. And, and he's in the stance, and he's, and he's you know, he, he's, he's in the stance, throwing, throwing up hand signs, like, living, you know, with Jamar Chase. And then the next picture is him with, like, CJ Uzama, and it's him just straight cheesing, like, he's taking your daughter out to prom. I think having cool friends, though, also helps him out a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Like, having Jamar Chase being, like, one of the swaggiest dudes in the NFL already definitely helps. Like, you know what I mean? I, I So, that's why I see him as a nerd, because but also, like, he's got the coldest picture in all of college football history. National championship. The coldest two things. The coldest video of him just walking through the locker room smoking the cigar. And then him just sitting in the locker room, full uni on, cleats on, just chiefing a cigar. The coolest out there. But like I said, for some reason, I just kind of think he's a little bit of a nerd. I would love to have him on my team. But Joe Burrow, swaggy fucking dude. I, I, I'm, I, I've already reached the point where the, the, the heights... The heights of where we've gotten with Joe Burrow already are higher than they were with, with Carson Palmer. Those were my, those were my favorite Bengals teams that never won a playoff playoff game. You know, with with Carson Palmer, T.J. Hushmanzada, Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, um, Rudy Johnson, Corey Dillon, the like that whole like squad. Willie Anderson, left tackle, Justin Smith, defensive end. Um, you know. Uh, oh God, I can't fucking, I can't, Delta O'Neal, the corner. Um, those teams were so much fun to me. And the heights that we've already gotten with Joe Burrow have already exceeded that. I mean, yeah, it's because Joe Burrow is everything that you've been waiting for for almost a decade. And he came in and he's the new hot piece of ass. And you guys are just living up right now in the honeymoon stage. And I hope the honeymoon stage lasts forever, Nick, for you. Oh, I don't think I don't think this is honeymoon stage. I think I think this oh, is. Oh, it is. You think? Oh, it's second year of a quarterback, and he's doing all this stuff for you. You basically, you basically got like a girl that's out of your league right now, Nick, and she doesn't realize how hot she is, and she's like making you dinner. <laughs> she's she's like letting you be like, oh, you want to play video games? Like, boys, go ahead. How she about, doesn't realize how, how hot she is. <laughs> how about I buy you more video games? How about I bring you food while you're gaming? That's what Joe Burrow's doing right now for you. He's exceeding your expectations. That's why you're in the honeymoon phase. Now, once you get that contract extension on him, that's when you propose. That's when you got the ring on it. That's when you're all locked up. You're in the honeymoon stage. Right now, there's time for things to be go a little bit bad with the contract negotiation. But he might he's gonna come back to you, Nick. He's gonna come back. You guys are meant to be together. He, I mean, it's it's a the perfect match for him being a you know a, a Ohio kid wanting to go to Ohio or you know Ohio State. He did he did go to Ohio. No, I was gonna State. say wanted to go to um, Nebraska. They wouldn't take him. This is his homecoming back to the Midwest, and I'm happy for you, Nick. 
but you guys are definitely in the honeymoon stage. And it's not a bad thing that you're in there, but you definitely are there. Do you understand what I'm saying I, now? I understand. I understand. I'm just saying I think this is going to be an elongated honeymoon stage. Is it possible? Oh. Is it possible to have a, a 10-year honeymoon stage? No, because you're going to get married. The honeymoon stage is his rookie contract. <laughs> was, oh, the, the honeymoon, honeymoon stage is his rookie yeah. contract. The contract extension to get his fifth year to get him for cheaper is the engagement, and then the second contract is your marriage. It's very simple math. Fair enough. Like I mean, so so this year, um, if you had if you had to, I mean, I'm gonna gonna go ahead and spoil it for you. Um, if you had to guess where Joe Burrow ranked. For PFF grades, he's he's first. I saw the stat already. Um, for passing from a clean pocket, isn't he first? He's first with a ninety-four point well, six. Yeah, he um passing from a clean pocket, ninety-four point six grade on PFF. Well, he I think he also went up like thirteen or uh, so spots from last year. I mean, adding an electric wide receiver to a decent receiving core already. Definitely helps. I'd like to know what it would have been. Oh, does does it account for drops? Like when Chase had that drop streak in the middle of the season? I think it does. Okay. I I, th- I think it does. Um, I was going to say, it could have been higher. Because he Jamar Chase, as good as he's been, has had a streak, uh, what is it, week five, whenever they played the Jets, five through seven or eight, where he had a, mm-hmm. a decent amount of drops, for him at least. So I, I didn't know if that could, went into consideration. But yeah, no, you guys... Look, you built it the right way. You figured out exactly what hap- what you need to do. You need to get a sick receiving core, a really good quarterback, and keep your coaches around for some camaraderie, and lo and behold, you'll be really good. So it's not a shock. It's just hard to do. It's hard to do, and, and I, I just hope you can maintain it. Like I've said, um, I, I refuse to believe in the long term until um, Mike Brown has his hands off because he'll find some way to try to save some money somewhere. And uh, it's, 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 he's going to try to find a way to save some money somewhere and he's going to fuck it all up. Um, and, and until, and until I'm proven otherwise, I'm, that's all, that's all I'm going to believe. Well, we can only see Nick. So that was the, the, the kickoff, I guess, of our wild card, super wild card Sunday or weekend, I guess you could say. People that are shitting on super wild card weekend are idiots. More football is objectively better at all times. Always, always. Um, I, be- I mean, Buda Baker would probably disagree because he, you know, injury, hope he's okay. The uh, Cardinals got shit on, but give me more football. Again, I, I've been a big proponent for the AAF, for the XFL. Give me anything. I'll watch it. I don't understand. Wh- like, Why were people upset? Because the games weren't the greatest? Is that why people were upset? Um, I think so. I think it's because the, the, the two seven matchups in both, both, both conferences ended up being blowouts. Um, there's there's blowouts every which, week of football though. There's right. blowouts on Thursday night and Monday night and Sunday night football. Like there's primetime blowouts all the time. Uh, and I, I know we kind of had this argument with uh, the college football playoff, and there's the same really like in the NFL. It's like the same five teams, five to six teams. In college football, it's the same four to five teams that could win it. 
but who cares? Put him in there. Let's have more games. Give me more stuff to watch, especially with college football not being on. It's, I don't know, man. Like, you're not going to get great quarterback play at all times. Like, I'll stand by this till the end of time. I've seen people on Twitter saying Kyler Murray is a top five quarterback. I don't know what Kyler Murray is. I can't figure him out. I don't know if he's big enough to be a top five quarterback. Because I feel like he's going to be a guy who's constantly somewhat nicked up. Or he's going to have, like, unlucky breaks where balls get tipped at the line of scrimmage and he throws a bunch of picks in untimely, like, you know, in bad time spots. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I, I mean, he he played he played most of the year, but I mean, like, again, he was nicked up for what two three weeks, and going into this game, uh, I mean, borrowing from some other people that that you know talk about the game, he was getting he was getting caught from behind by linebackers, which is just something that doesn't happen to Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray he runs a four three forty; he doesn't get caught from say. behind. So obviously, going into this game, he's nicked up, and it. it it really lends credence to the thought that maybe he is just too small to last the entire season the way that he plays the game. The reason that Drew Brees was able to last so long and be so durable is because Drew Drew Brees played to his size. He played in the shotgun. Um, He played quick passing games. He played accurately. Kyler Murray plays backyard football, and he gets nicked up every single year. Kyler Murray is listed at 5'10", 207. So in reality, absolutely false. He is five foot eight and a half, five foot nine, probably like what one ninety, if that. Like, th- there's no way that's anywhere close to being true. And you have linemen that are in the mid three hundreds falling on him. Yeah, Welcome absolutely. I- we have a, a late guest to the show, Plug Flutie. What's going on, my man? What's up, guys? How are y'all? Good. We were just talking about Kyler Murray in that, objectively speaking, Super Wild Card Weekend, it's a good thing. <laughs> More football is always a good thing. Dude, yes. As much football as I can possibly consume, I don't care who's playing it, all 50 states should expand their high school football playoffs. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing in the middle school ranks now, but let's let those kids play more. Dude, as much football as we can possibly get is what I want to watch. Well, is it because you're love drunk right now, though? We have to bring this up. We're going to zigzag a little bit here on the episode, folks. I think that's Plug. fair. Like, I, I didn't want to talk a ton about it until I could really kind of let it sink in, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, really set in. Um, I can be honest with you. Uh, I don't have any children that I know of. I have been married, um, and I can firmly say that that's going to sit on the Mount Rushmore of life moments. That was that was absolutely fantastic. I One literally, of the my entire life. I was going to say you literally texted me. I texted you. Your bookie's probably going to be so pissed, pissed on paying out that future. Congrats, man! You said Mount Rushmore of life moments. There it is. So, there it is. That's what it is. So give us. You got to paint the picture for us. You were in Indianapolis for the game. You were there. <laughs> It's your Twitter profile picture of you. Is it Chelsea boots that you're wearing that you got up on the seat in front no, of you? No, dude. Those are straight shit kickers. Shit those kick- are <laughs> those are shit kickers. Had to go with the black boots because I was going to somebody's funeral. I didn't know if it was my own or if it was going to be the Alabama dynasty, and thankfully it turned out to be the latter. Okay, so what happened? So get, from the flight 
to Indy or you do you drive? No, we flew. Okay. I was going to say you're a crazy person. If you drive, give us actually, like, we actually shared a flight with, um, Dan Mullen loser and Lee Corso. He was actually on there. Were they sitting first class? They were both sitting first class. Corso was very, very subdued. Dan well, Mullen. I mean, was... he's basically half dead. Yeah, I was gonna say he doesn't know what planet he's on ninety percent of the time. Dude, I I'll be honest with you, man. Like there were a lot of people that were coming up to him, and you know, like, oh my god, you're Lee Corso. Like, dude, he was like very, very, very quiet. I mean, he like you can tell he's getting older. Right. Like you can tell that, you know, he's not near as sharp as he was, but like, dude, he's still for like, what is he like? 83, 84. He's up like there. Like, I, I to mean, be as old as that, like to an on college game day, like he's still pretty lively to be that old, but I don't know. He was on, he was a shell of himself. On the okay. Plate. So you're on the flight. Are you on there with Georgia fans? <laughs> you on there with Bama fans? Oh dude, it is, it was 99% uh georgia fans so we were supposed to fly out from charlotte to indianapolis we ended up having a connection in atlanta so we were flying out of atlanta to indianapolis so there was a ton i mean we don't ultimately this is the second national championship that i've been to right and the thing that is just so beautiful about college football and i mean i could wax poetic about this forever i'm going to try to keep it very subdued but anytime you're around a major college football game right like I've, I've been to kind of some major NFL games before, but, you know, never like a Super Bowl or anything like that. But there's just like this, like, I don't know, there's just like bubbling, like energy that's just going. Electricity. And, you know, we, I mean, and like, you know, it's 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 Bama fans and it's Georgia fans and it's alumni of the school and people who have literally been fans of the school or lived in this state for their entire lives. And it's just like every little hour with every round of shots that's coming. It's just like leading up to like this crescendo of, I don't like, I, I don't know, just masterpiece that's going in there. And I mean, dude, as you're walking into the stadium, like, you know, you're just like, Oh my God, we're here. Like we can actually do it. Like this might actually be our time. I'm fucking barking. My wife's barking. We're all barking, man. And um, I don't know, man, you walk into the stadium and you're like, Holy shit. Like, the next four hours, I'm either going to be a puddle of myself or I'm just going to be on cloud nine. And um, it was fantastic, man. I mean, first time since 1995, whenever Nick Saban was at Michigan State, that he lost a game by double digits that he was leading at halftime. I mean, and for Stetson Bennett to to lead the team to it, I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It's an incredible story. I hope Georgia wins the next 50 national championships and doesn't lose another game for the next five decades. But in that same breath, I will say every single diehard major college football fan deserves to experience what that felt like because it was incredible. Now, were you drinking during the game? Because I went to a World Series once and I I know I, I know the somewhat the electricity. It's a little bit different because there's way more people at a football game. The tailgates are better. You know, I, I you know, it's a great feeling, but I was so afraid I was going to get too drunk. Oh, yeah. That I didn't drink at all. I didn't have to have a drop of alcohol. So were you drinking? Did you get to enjoy it? Like, did you get too drunk at all? Like, what happened? No, man, it wasn't. It wasn't too drunk. It was a very nice, enjoyable drunk. Right. You know, it was really good. Like you know, just enough to where I'm like screaming and yelling, but also where like, I still have like all my cognitive abilities for the most part around me. Um, Also Lucas Oil Stadium, like shout out to them, man. They were like fully, fully staffed. Like there was never really a long wait for the bathroom. Like 
the longest we had to wait in the concession line was actually before the game started because we got in pretty early. It was like 20 minutes. And I mean, like it was it was really good. Shout out to that stadium. It was really nice. But um, no, nah, man, I mean, we can get into like the team and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. It was it was perfect. <laughs> did, did you or did you not? Did a tear fall from your eye? <clears throat> like, um, I mean, I definitely got emotional. And, and this is like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an emotional guy. Like, I really am. And uh, I won't lie to you, man. Like, just having, I mean, like, you know, four of my best friends that, you know, I graduated with from Georgia. And we've had, you know, we were at the 2017 national title game. Like, we had our rip, hearts ripped out from us. Like, we've just always 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 found a way to lose these games and just be around them and be around my wife and like our friends and stuff like that yes whenever whenever Ringo house the pick six man it was just it was absolutely bedlam there was a guy one section over that was in the upper deck on the first row that actually went through the glass barrier and down into the down into the um, second level Jesus. or the first he, level I guess was he okay yeah it was okay um everything that I saw like I, I think he they ended up like taking him to the hospital and everything, but I've definitely like followed up with it. And uh, he was alive, but I mean, dude, it was just, it was fucking bedlam, man. Like it was, it was crazy. It's just 41 years of pain and suffering and torture and heartache just exercised by Keely Ringo and this dominant Georgia defense. It's fantastic. So, so we, we've talked about the, the elation at the end where the pick six happens and pretty much seals the game. Take me through the beginning where Stetson Bennett starts to do Stetson Bennett things. Man, uh, yeah, you know, the, the first half wasn't, wasn't perfect, right? I mean, you know, they were, they were getting home. Um, you know, he hit an absolutely beautiful deep ball to George Pickens. Um, you know, I didn't like some of the concepts that, like, Monken was cooking up also. You know, I feel like we kind of abandoned the run a little bit. Um, but, you know, the, the first half was the first half was tough, but I also felt good because they weren't, you know, Alabama's offense wasn't really doing too much against us either. Right. Um, obviously, the Jamison Williams injury happened. Injuries are part of football. Right. But, um, you know, even with him in there, you know, we definitely still had a, a bend don't break type defense. Right. And, and they looked like they were in it. So um, I will say after that Stetson Bennett fumble. Uh, that was a clean fumble that they ended up um recovering you know that was just like the time where it was like yeah you know this seems inevitable like this is this is how it always is this is how we're gonna lose and man I'm, I'm telling you Stetson Bennett went from I mean this offseason for him would have been absolutely awful if he wouldn't have gone four for four for 84 yards and two touchdowns after that fumble. Oh, I, I think, I think if he doesn't go four for four for 94 yards and then touchdown after the, after that, um, I, I think he goes to law school. I don't think he comes back as, as Dude, was just, yeah, just I recently reported Southern Alabama, uh, just I'm, recently reported that he is, is coming back next year. Return um, delivery from the mailman. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think next year if he if he if he if he fumbles and Georgia loses by a score, uh, I think he's in law school next year. Man, he is. I I don't even think I, I don't even know if he would go back to school. Man, like I, I'm telling you, this is the 
our fan base, and I will be honest right now, at times can be one of the absolute worst fan bases on the face of like college sports or maybe sports in general. And like I say that tongue in cheek because every fan base can be the absolute worst fan base in sports from time to time. But, um, you know, like, I mean, the fact that we have somebody who is the, you know, offensive MVP of the Orange Bowl, offensive MVP of, you know, the national championship game was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in Georgia history. We were number three in the country in offensive efficiency. We were number nine in the country in total points per game. That's with one game where we didn't even score an offensive touchdown against Clemson that he didn't even play a snap in. And the fact that he did all of that, and he did that with three of his four top receivers being true freshmen, right, um, and a patchwork offensive line at times. And then the, him to say he's returning, and there's just, like, a small but vocal minority of the fan base that's just like, oh, like, why is he coming back? I'm telling you, man, we do not deserve Stetson Bennett, and he is an absolute national hero. And fuck Rudy, by the way, because he got a garbage-time sack against Georgia Tech, whereas Stetson Bennett did everything Rudy did and then some and won the national championship. Like you said, there's a small minority of people that you were – avidly going after like aggressively going after on Twitter. Absolutely. Now, obviously you want Stetson Bennett back. Stetson Bennett is not projected to be, you know, a a great NFL quarterback. He's not projected to be Tim Tebow coming back and, you know, is a perennial first rounder, but does part of you think like, man, you won the national championship, go out on, you know, on top, be a six round pick in the NFL, be a backup for a couple of years or whatever, and then just go into coaching or continue on with your life? Or do you legitimately like want him back? Because for me, I would, I would want him to go out on top. I 1000% would want, and I want, and I'm glad that Setson Bennett's coming back. Right. All right. So, you know, what's our other option? You know, we could definitely probably go to the portal and find uh, maybe a more dynamic QB. And we very well, honestly might still do that. Right. Like, there's anything that I say, like we're talking about Stetson, but Kirby smart too. I mean, like he is, he has proven himself to be just an absolute master of roster management. Right. Um, So, you know, he very well might do that too, but yes, I like, I want him back. Like, look at what he did. Like I just said it a patchwork offensive line, three of his top four receivers uh, this year were freshmen. Right. Like, I mean, and he led the number nine scoring defense in the country or scoring offense in the country in points per game. And that's with us handing the ball off in the fourth quarter to our third string running back 15 times. Like, I don't know, man. I think more so the, you know, maybe the topic of conversation is the future of college football because the transfer portal is a little, um, a little crazy. Yeah. Braxton Barrios was on part of my take today and he was talking about how easy it is to transfer and that name image and likeness is a little too crazy right now. So I'm going to be interesting, interested to see what happens. Does part of you feel bad for JT Daniels? Um, From a competitive, like from a competitor standpoint, it does kind of suck. Like it's sick that he won a national championship, but like to be the guy, then to get Wally pipped, basically you got to feel for the guy a little bit. Yeah, and, and, I mean, as, like, and as as he's transferring out, his stock's not high. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, like, look, he was a you know, he's he was always you know very supportive of Stetson, right? Like, 
he could have easily kind of taken it to the media and, you know, been a little bit divisive, like in the quarterback room, but, you know, everything that was put out, he was super supportive of him. I mean, yeah, you feel bad for him, but at the same point in time too, I mean, shit, dude, like you got to be a gamer also, you know what I mean? And like, I don't know what happened in practice. I never will know what happened in practice. Who knows what's going on outside of that. But I mean, look, like he, he, he lost his spot to injury because he couldn't stay healthy. Right. And you know, Stetson Bennett jumped in and he took advantage of his time. And I mean, hell, he, he lost his spot. I, look, as long as he does not go to an Alabama or a Florida or an Auburn or Tennessee or anything like that, absolutely. I wish him absolutely nothing best and, and best of luck for him. I, I have no idea. Honestly, like it, it wouldn't shock me if he wound up at like a, a freaking – no, I'm not going to say like a, a group of five schools. I think you will stay in a power five program, but it wouldn't shock me to see him wind up at like a BYU or like one of these schools where it's like they're a power five, but are they? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, Hey, with, with the departure of chase Bryce, app state needs a quarterback. They do. Dude, dude. If, if he went to go be a near man, I promise you I'd go catch a few of his games for sure. I think FSU is like a likely landing spot for him too. Like I think he could probably jump in there and, and make a pretty big impact pretty quickly. Um, UNC is looking for a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few spots in the ACC I could really see him landing at, Syracuse even. But I, I don't know. It, it just seems like a guy who is on top of the mountain – kind of fell down, got his way back when he's like went to Georgia, earned the starting spot. And now all of a sudden he's out sets and Bennett's coming back for the victory lap. And it's like, shit, man. So I, I think, I truly think if Stetson Bennett does not come back, he stays at Georgia. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. Stetson doesn't come back. JT's probably staying there. He's likely going to be a shoe in probably puts up some pretty like elite numbers and everything too. But I mean, also, I mean, look, it, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm just not qualified enough to really like speak onto like his mentality or anything, but dude, spring, spring ball is going to start in two and a half months. Also, you know what I mean? Like I can promise you that Kirby smart and Todd Munkin would have a open competition for it. Like go, go beat him. Like it's just Stetson Bennett, right? Like he's just a, he's just a former walk on, you know, he's six foot, 185, 190 pounds soaking wet with rocks in his pocket. Apparently he's got a limp noodle arm, right? Like he's a two star coming out of high school. Yeah, go beat him. Like, why not? Who knows? So yeah, I mean, I wish him best of luck, but the mailman. Sorry. <laughs> the mailman. So could there be two people that have more different nicknames of the mailman? Because <laughs> you have Stetson Bennett, and then we have uh I'm drawing a blank on his name. Why am I talking about Carl Malone, thank you. Like, just the complete opposite people. Complete opposite. Dude, I did not even think about that. That's, that's absolutely incredible. <laughs> Carl Malone and Stetson. Uh, yeah, the only thing I could think of, and I was the Jimmy Kimmel skit where he dressed up as Carl Malone, which is very problematic, but that yeah. I couldn't think of his name. I don't know why that popped into my head, but it did. That and then the other thing about Carl Malone with him and like a 14-year-old girl. Both things popped in my head. I didn't want to say either of them. So I'm happy that Nick grabbed uh, – was telepathic right there. Fantastic. Yeah. No, that's – um. I don't know, man. Uh, I will say there's only one mailman that actually delivered a championship, though. And, Fair uh, enough. He plays for the University of Georgia. 
Fair enough, my friend. Um, you want to hang out on here and do a little uh, preview of the weekend for um, NFL? Dude, my wife is uh, my wife is gonna kill me if I um if you I don't on? get on down there. Yeah, no, we're we're rewatching a little bit of Peaky Blinders right now, but I told uh, her, very hey, nice. The fellas are upstairs and we're talking college football. And <laughs> Boys um, are on I'm actually call. just like everybody else that I think went to Indianapolis. I actually got COVID and I just got over it like maybe today. So um, well, I have congratulations on that. Thank you. Absolutely, just ab- defeating Alabama, just defeating the pandemic twice. I mean, I feel like I'm undefeated right now, honestly. You're on top of the world. As close exactly. to being on top of the world as, as you can be, you are. Absolutely. Well, thanks well, for Congratulations, this, plug. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. We'll, uh, we'll definitely talk soon. See All you, right, buddy. sounds like a plan. Later, dude. See ya. All right. Well, congratulations to Plug on beating COVID and winning the national championship. I mean, the guy just can't stop beating things. He can't. He, I mean, look. When you're hot, you're hot, right? Yeah. He's got to go to right to a casino and put it all on red or black. Um, I don't know if you saw how much money he won on his futures bet. I did not. It's a nice chunk change. I think it was like 2500 $2, bucks. Not too bad. Not shabby at all. Probably paid for. Uh, I don't. I don't know how much the tickets were. Probably his, I, if that picture was from his seat, it, it would have paid probably for one ticket. Because I'm sure not not both of them. Probably, um, probably put a dent in those tickets. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, again, huge shout out to Plug. Thanks for hopping on late, man. We appreciate you coming on. Um, you want to hop right into the NFL games, or what do you want to do here? We can talk Big Ben, Tyreek yeah. Hill, why they're bad people, or we could just get right into the games. You want to go positive or negative? Let's go positive. I mean, okay, I mean, we, we, we're, we're coming off the, the high of, of Plug coming on. You're talking about his wins. And and how happy he is, and we're we're also coming off how how happy I am with the the Bengals AFC uh, wild card win. So I mean, let's just keep the so, let's so, just keep the train rolling. So Nick, train rolling is a bad term because Derrick Henry's back. Nick, are you are you worried? What's going on? What's going through your head right now? I'm definitely worried. Okay. De- I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm more. You're not I'm, get, you're not getting too big for your britches, at least. I'm more than not worried. Um, okay. Because, uh, you know, if if the way that Cam Akers played, um, a hundred and what was a hundred and fifty seven days since he tore his Achilles, I would is, still be in a wheelchair. Is any That's... kind of indication about what these running backs can come back and do? And because of modern medicine, we are in big, big trouble. Oh yeah. However, your defensive line, like. Was it Hendricks, the um, edge rusher? Hendrickson. Hendrickson, I was close. Yeah. Um, you're, asking, you're good. Like, like your defense, the, the praise rightfully so is on the offense for the Bengals right now, but your defense is very stout. They're a good defense, a decent, I'm not going to say like an amazing, amazing um, front line, but a good front line. Uh, I would say great safety play. So you have that. I, 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 I'm, I'm concerned. I, I have some concerns. You, Jesse Bates, you, don't get me wrong, is a, is a, is a future an, New York Jet, you mean, Jesse Bates. I would <laughs> love for him to be on the Jets. Jesse him or Bates, Eric Reed. Jesse Bates, he's, he's, a, he's an upper tier safety in the NFL. Um, but sometimes he makes some plays and gets beat um, with passes over his head that I'm just like, it just blows my mind. I'm just like, what are you doing? If you're, if you're going to be the A1 center fielder of this team, you need to not let that happen. 
But to be fair, you really, I mean, Julio Jones is more or less a shell of himself this season. And maybe that's his, what's left of his career. He's been in the NFL for like 12 seasons now. You know, he hasn't been that productive his last two or three seasons. He was injured this year. So if you're the Bengals' defense, are, are you putting most of your eggs in the basket of we're not going to let A.J. beat us? I, I mean, I put the I put the eggs in the basket of we don't don't let Derrick Henry beat you. Well, yes, obviously. Yes. But like I'm saying, for for if we're worried about a safety, you're not really – I mean, obviously you don't want him taking a bad angle if Derrick Henry gets into the secondary. But like – uh, obvi- the obvious game plan is, hey, don't let Derrick Henry beat us. But I think, again, if you're worried about Jesse Bates, if you're worried about that part of the the defense, it's got to be stop A.J. Brown at all t- at all costs. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's 100% sellout to stop A.J. Brown. Um, Shadobi Awuzie, I would imagine, is going to follow him around the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's going to have over-the-top help from probably Von Bell, I would guess. I think Von Bell's the stronger coverage safety and, and Jesse Bates is more of the the um, I would say roam more of like the roam the field kind of um, run support kind of guy. I mean, don't get me wrong, Jesse Bates can play pass coverage, but I think Von well, he Bell, can. But if you're gonna you're gonna if you're again worrying about Derrick Henry in obvious running downs, you're gonna want him in the box. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. So what's your what's your prediction for this game? Um, or, or are pre- you gonna be like Kirk Herbstreit and not give a prediction? I'm not giving a prediction one way or the other. I'm I am gonna say I'm gonna take the under forty seven. I, I think I think it's a one score game. It's tough because obvious running goes to Tennessee, quarterback play goes to the Cincinnati, wide receiver plays pretty even, I would say. Oh really? I, I think between well, now between now they're between not. Chase, I'm, Higgins, and Boyd? Now, because I'm trying to think, who's Tennessee's tight? I, I I lump tight ends into receiving. Um, Johnny Smith isn't there anymore. Yeah. So no. So then no, it's not. Um, so since he gets wi- quarterback and wide receiver play defense, how would you match it up? I That's, think it's relatively close. I think it's we'll relatively just, close as well. I, I think I think I think it's sa- a one score game. I really do. I think safety play is similar. Um, with with Kevin Byard and and his counterpart in the safe in like in the secondary, um, their corners are suspect. I do know that, but then at the same mm-hmm. time, Cincinnati's corners are suspect outside of Chidobi Awuzie. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I mean, I'm going okay. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna put offensive line. Offensive line. The Titans have the edge. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Not by a ton. But they do. Uh, my, I think again, a one-score game. I'm gonna go. Bengals twenty-four. Tennessee seventeen. You you think we're going to the AFC Championship game? I think. Look. I think Jamar Chase. Uh, uh, to be honest. I don't know, man. I I think Joe Mixon might have a good game. Like I, it's it's one of those things where I think they're gonna stop. You guys have three legit weapons, right? They're gonna take away one of them. I think they're gonna try to take away Chase. And if you just if we're gonna go under, which the score I don't even know if I gave out would be under. Um, it would be. 
then yeah, I think that since he's going to wind up controlling the clock, running the ball, look, man, I, th- I think, look, sometimes when, when things are going right in your life, Nick, they're going right. I'm going to ride with you. I want you to be happy. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Ah, man, that's that scares me so bad. <laughs> you wanted me to just be like, they have no shot? I, I you know, I'm going to go into this completely doubting everything. I'm going to say, can't, oh, can't we're... can't be hurt if you just have no expectations. Ex- there you go. I'm going to go into this expecting to lose. And I'm okay. going to be surprised when we win. Okay. If. Fair enough. If. Fair enough. So um, Because I, you know, and, and here's another thing. Here's another thing. Why is the the AFC one seed playing at 4.30 on Saturday? I don't know, man. It, it's so dumb. It really is. Why are we getting no respect? Give us a night game. Give us a night game in Tennessee. Let's let let's let's really put our nuts in the table here. Does a day, a day game I think benefits you though? It's four thirty. But like I don't know. I just see like the 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 blimp shot, the one of ten existing blimps in the world, hovering above uh, Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, and it's like all of a sudden you you pan in and the Bengals are down by fourteen. But when their sun's still out, all of a sudden it's a close game. I mean, that's... It's, I mean, let's say, be honest, Nissan Stadium is not Death Valley at night. But, like, <laughs> but I don't know. That's just how I see it. I think playing during the daylight, edge goes to you a little bit. Takes it away I from will say, advantage. I will say, if I, if there, there's, there's a, there's a, an asterisk here. If pregame on Twitter, we see rumblings of... Cincinnati Bengals players stomping on the logo in Tennessee. Oh, you're fucked. 100% put all of your money on the Tennessee Titans. Okay. Fair enough. Because if we've learned anything, they value that logo. Yes, they do not want that being stomped on. Um, Next game, we got the Green Bay Packers versus the 49ers. Green Bay by, I don't know, roughly (laughs) 1,000. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I, the line right now is minus is uh, is minus six for the Packers. We didn't cover the line in the previous game. Do you know? Do you, off the top of your head, do you know what it is? Minus three and a half. Bengals yeah. or no the Titans. 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 Sorry. Yeah. So okay, right. I, so I didn't I didn't game. want to pick one or the other. I'm going to take the under. Okay. Um, so Green Bay is minus six and a half. You said yes. No, minus just minus lock. six. Just minus, minus six. six. Lock that in. Yeah, lock that in. Um, if the Packers lose, though. Big if. I mean, they just, just you know, like the, ugh. If they, if they lose, future New York Jet, Mr. Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. Never in a million years because they could franchise tag him. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't see any way they lose. For them to lose, Debo Samuel would have to have 100 receiving yards and 150 rushing yards. I agree. I, I think he would have to have like nine catches, 110 yards. And like uh, seventy-five to hundred yards on the ground, and then and then like eleven rushes for one hundred and ten yards, and two touchdowns. Was, one of the many conversations I have with myself in my head every day, I was thinking, with the way the modern NFL is going, Debo Samuel has to be like a top like five option for you to start a franchise to have on your like if you were building a franchise to have as a wide receiver. Just because he is like the ultimate Swiss Army knife can do everything. 
Like, you, when you draft Debo Samuel, you get two players in one. You get a running back, and you get a wide receiver. It's so fucking cool how Kyle Shanahan uses him. It is really cool. And it, it's like, you know, <laughs> he looked at Atlanta and saw how Cordell Patterson was doing basically anything that he wanted and was like, oh, shit, we got one of those. Yeah. And, and immediately started doing the same thing, and it's worked out. And, I mean, Debo Samuel, I mean, I mean just the name, Debo. Debo is just a cool name. You don't want any part I of mean, that. Fr- it's the guy from Friday, right? Yeah. Wasn't his name Debo? Yes. R.I.P.? I believe he's dead. I believe so. Um, now, I, I don't remember Debo Samuel at all at South Carolina, like literally for the life of me, but I don't think he ever ran the ball there, did he? No, he was he was a Swiss Army knife there too, you know? Was he? He, I, he, I, he again, returned I, kicks, was a wide receiver, ran the ball. Um, he was all so over the place. Cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, but no, I, again, I think my score prediction is probably like 35 to 21. Yeah, I, I was I was going to say 34-20. Yeah. It, it's just going to be a blowout. I, I think this is going to be a not very interesting game. But Jimmy G's possible last game as a 49er, that'll be the storyline leaving it. There's no way. Because if if somehow, some way the upset happens, Aaron Rodgers would not be coming back. He will be going to Denver... Possibly the football team. Who else? Could you, where else could you see him going? Um, the Steelers. Steelers. Steelers are a possibility. But uh, honestly, I think so. Here's here's my. Scenario. Where would be the ugliest place for him to go? The Steelers. Like, I, like no, no. <laughs> I'm saying like ugliest uniform. Like if somehow like they got out of Carson Wentz and they didn't have to pay him. Like imagine him in Indy. Ugh. That that's like in the a, white that is blue. that is a gross. Ugh. That's a that's a gross visual. Um, I mean it's I mean Tampa Bay is one. I mean I know it wouldn't happen because they have Tom Brady, but like, um, you know, like I thought Tom Brady would look worse in the Tampa Bay uniform that he does. Hmm. Um. He would look terrible as a Jack, but then again, everybody does. Oh, yeah. I mean, ugliest jerseys in all of the NFL. Yeah. Um, him in a Texan uniform a... looks gross. Texan uniform doesn't look as bad as a Jags, but probably just as bad as a Colt. Uh, what about him in a 49ers jersey? That looks good. Do the old switcheroo. That looks look good. good. That would look really good. Um, I cannot imagine him as a Viking. Oh, no. That's like when Brett, Brett, uh, how do you think um, Packers fans feel? Now, how fucking funny would it be if he goes to the Vikings, wins a Super Bowl there, and then he does the double jersey in the in the locker in Canton like Brett Favre did? That would be so fucking funny. That would be the funniest thing of all time. The ultimate troll move. Um, uh, where else? Okay, you're, you're going to hate this. Don't say it. He would don't look, say he, Patriots jersey. No, he would look terrible in a Jets uniform. Oh, yeah. But then again, I those mean, jerseys are ugly too. Eh, depending on the jersey, but yeah, no, they're not great. Yeah. Um, he would look good in the black jersey in like the all green one. Eh, still in like the all green jersey. But anyway, I digress. Um, so we're both on the same page. Green Bay blowout. Next game, we, we just talked about Tom Brady. Tom Brady and the Bucks against the Rams. Um, what's the spread on this bad boy? Um, Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Give me Tampa Bay all day long. Um, over under set at forty eight and a half. 
and give me the over. I I, uh, I have I, I have the, the I have the Bucks in this game. I I, but I'm not confident. But do you, you, you know why I'm not confident in that pick? Why? Because Matt Stafford's a Hall of Famer. Matt Stafford played well. Like, did he get his swagger? Like, is his swagger like, oh my god, we just beat the Cardinals? Where like, legitimately, I could have went out there and played quarterback, um, and did enough to not lose. Not going to say I played well, but did enough to not lose. But does he have a swagger? Do you think he has his playoff win? You know, he's finally off that list of players with the most touchdown passes before they get a playoff win. Mm-hmm. Um. I, it's it's tough, man. It's tough because I want Stafford to do well, and I don't want Tom Brady to do well. And I'm trying not to let that cloud my judgment and just tell myself, it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't lose these games. He doesn't lose these games, and he doesn't lose when the spread is two and a half. Like, if the spread seems way too close, um, Cam Akers is back, played well. Both these teams won in won in, in blowouts, so it's hard to gauge. Here, here's but the thing: Tampa Bay's offensive line now is banged up, and everyone knows if you get pressure on Tom Brady, he's not as good. Right. Very simple. And they have Aaron Donald and Von Miller. See, Von Miller's playing damn good for a dude that everyone thought his career was pretty much over. I not over, but on the backside, he definitely is on the backside of his career. But was he thirty three? If that, I think yeah, I think he's thirty two, thirty two, thirty three, but. You know, I'm not going to talk myself out of it. I'm sticking with the Bucks minus two and a half. Okay. Yeah, both of us are on the Bucks, which is not a good sign. <laughs> um, and the last game here, the I would say the best matchup, right? I'd say so. The Bills versus Kansas City in in Arrowhead, right? Yeah. No. In, and, and, yep, in, in Kansas City. Um, um, Josh Allen just fucking lit up the Patriots. Yeah, you love to absolutely see it. lit them up. Um, maybe arguably one of like the best cold, I think I'm going to say the best granted there wasn't snow. Like the snow is the ultimate factor, but that is one of the best like cold weather performances a quarterback can have. It's, it, it was the single best performance of any quarterback this season, according to PFF. Was it really? Yes. It was a single, he had more touchdowns than he had incompletions. He had five touchdowns yeah, I saw and four incompletions. They were just piling it on. Mac Jones and his and, noodle arm and could not handle it. Not to ball. mention, he ran the ball for like 70 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a horse. An absolute horse. Um, I would love to know, I mean, Kansas City, Missouri, what are it's going to be? Mid to late January. Let's pull up the weather um, for, I accidentally hit today. Okay, so on Sunday, oh, it's going to be pretty warm there. 47, low of 31. So it's probably going to be in the low 40s, high 30s at, at kickoff. I don't think it affects the game at all. That uh, Nope. That, that weather affects the game zero. Yeah. No, it, it's – I don't think it's going to do anything. What's the spread on this game, Nick? It is um, Kansas City minus two. I'm going to take Buffalo. I take, I'm taking Buffalo plus two as well. God, we are – the Carl Malone and our, all of our picks being locked in. This is going to look great on Twitter or horrible if we both predict almost identical and we go per, like, you know, perfect sleep or we go over, more likely go over. Um, but both of us being on the Bills, I think 
Josh Allen, like you said, because he has – and Patrick Mahomes could run too, don't get me wrong, but he's just – he's like Seabiscuit. If Seabiscuit could throw, it would be Josh Allen. <laughs> Long fucking legs, huge strides, a rocket of an arm, and you're throwing to Stefan Diggs, and Dawson Knox is a really good tight end. Yeah, where did he come from? I have not the slightest clue. Uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Uh, him and Kenny Oboa. Sharing a tight end room. Fourth string tight end on the Jets, who had the same amount of catches this season as Chris Herndon. 2019 uh, third round pick, 96th overall out of Ole Miss. Seeing these great tight ends makes me want the Jets to draft two tight ends this year. <laughs> uh, I'm not joking. And I want them to get Dal- Dalton Schultz. I want them to run 13 personnel. No one's ever done that. Has to work then. Or no, 31 ter- personnel. Sorry, I apologize. Three tight ends. Uh, so, yeah, Josh Allen um, in the perfect offensive game, first one in NFL history, um, Josh Allen went 21 for 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns, and ran the ball six times for 66 yards. So he had, um, what's that number, 374 yards total offense and five touchdowns. In weather where beer was freezing in the stands. Yes. Also, how how about um, Ryan Fitzpatrick just being in Buffalo shirtless at the game? What the fuck was that all about? That, that man is an active NFL quarterback. I, I'll take I'll take um, things that guys that are retired do for five hundred, Alex. Yeah, like uh, he you know he hasn't officially um, announced it. I don't think. I think he's done. I think he's going to call it a career, and he's going to be an awesome guy on social media that I love to watch. Well, he is going to be like the the new like Manning cast. They're going to have like a Fitzpatrick type guy. He's going to be calling games somewhere. Fitzy's corner. Yeah, it's going to be. He's going to have a segment somewhere, or he's going to be calling games. It, it might be like the CBS like you know high noon kickoff game, and it's going to be Alabama at Arkansas or something. But he's going to be calling games somewhere. But that was just bizarre. That was amazing. I loved it. Why was it? But he was like row like 52 section E. Like he wasn't, he didn't even have great seats. He was just in the common folks. And and it looked like he was wearing just jeans. It didn't look like he had long johns under that. I mean, now he's thick skin, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a beast. A lot of hair on him. A lot of hair on him. Well, he got like he's like a seal, like an extra layer of insulation in between the pant leg and his skin is just a hair. Um, but yeah, now I'm with you. I think. What do you have a hip injury? Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, now, he's he's done for. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely done. You know, I just I don't see him coming back, and I don't know where he would go. That's the thing. I don't know where he would go. There's plenty of quarterback needy teams, but there's none that I think would benefit from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, fair enough. Outside of maybe the Steelers, uh, which would be it would be fun for me. Well, there was a, a rumor going around that Mason Rudolph is planning on get, having a high likelihood of getting the starting job next year, which means you don't say. they are going to. Tra- which means they're going to trade up to get Kenny Pickett's is what I'm hearing. Uh, um, which we will have a full, a, you know, a few draft episodes we'll have. Um, but I, I would love to see the Jets trade one of their picks to get back, get more picks and trade to a quarterback needing team. But I digress. This episode is about you, Nick. It's about the Bengals. It's about them winning and going to the AFC Championship game. Positive vibes into the universe. We've got to speak this into existence. 
But until then, where can people find you online? Um, they can find me online um, on Twitter. They can find me at Fumbling Bumbling um, or on Instagram at Nick. Perfect. You can find me Kyle underscore Craig four on Instagram, Kyle underscore Craig 36 on Twitter, all social medias at knee brace radio. We're going to need you guys to like, like and retweet the fuck out of this episode because like people are like, I, I actually had somebody message me on um, Snapchat and they're like, when's the new episode coming out? You guys haven't put one out in a while. So there's at least like a handful of people. Also, like, I don't know if you ever, if you looked at, which I haven't looked at our downloads in forever, but I just looked at it recently. On like Christmas Eve, we got like eighty downloads. So the people were looking, they were around their family. They were like, "Hey, I need something to distract me. Where are the knee brace guys at?" You love to see it. You love to see it. So like, subscribe, share. Tell your mother, brother, sister, aunt, and uncle, and we'll talk to you next time. How's Check out the YouTube. Subscribe there. Subscribe. Watch Nick game. It'd be a good time. Hell yeah! Peace. Talk to you soon, man.